What we need in every business today, my friends, is innovation. Hey, welcome to the Tom Ferry Show. Today, I'm going deeper into a question I've received on my Instagram stories, hashtag AMA, where somebody asked me, Tom, what are the biggest challenges you face when you're starting a business? And I just felt this deserved way more than that short little answer on Instagram. Just for context, I've invested in about 47 different companies, which means I've been pitched hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times by you know, young and old entrepreneurs coming in to show me how their business is going to be the next big thing. And when you do that, as many times as I've done it, you begin to see what works and what doesn't. So today, I wanna to share with you the pitfalls that I see, the struggles, the feedback that I might offer someone after they give me their pitch, because I know if they're guilty of any of these nine, the odds are it's not going to work out. And for you, as you're watching this, consider whether you're, you've been in the business for 35 or 40 years, you own your own business, take yourself back to startup mode, or you're a real estate professional right now, you own your own business, even though you might work for your broker. So have that frame of thought as you listen. The number one biggest challenge, and by the way, it was cute this morning with my wife, I said, honey, what do you think about this question? You know, what are the biggest challenges we face in starting the business? She said, honey, it's just having the belief that it's going to work. Now, I don't know about you, but you know, starting this business 16 years ago, I had moments of doubt, right? Oh my goodness, we go from you know, no cost and money in the bank to $55,000 in payroll on a Tuesday, plus rent, bam. You know what that's called? Motivation. But you know what? When doubt creeps in, we get into a state of paralysis and there's no action. So we've all been there before. And as a startup starting your business, you gotta be super mindful to eliminate the doubt. Number two, biggest challenge, finding, hiring, training, and retaining the right people that believe what you believe. You know, when I look at my own business, my own experience, and so many of my friends that have started these successful companies, in the beginning, what do we do? We hire our friends. Why? Because we trust them. Never underestimate the value of trust. The thing you gotta be careful though, when you're hiring mom and your dad and your best friend and your brother and your brother-in-law, you gotta be mindful that yes, you trust them and sure they got your back, but what if they're not the highest and best at the job function you need? I always say, provide them more training, give them more opportunity, right? Give them the exposure they need because I, you just cannot overemphasize how important it is in the early days to be working with people that you trust. Number three on my list is you gotta get your story straight, right? Who are you? Why do you exist? Who is your product or service for? Who is it not for? What are the benefits? Why should I select you versus the competition? It's fascinating when these, you know, these young you know, guys and gals are coming to my office and they're pitching me on, hey Tom, I'm gonna tell you what my story is and I want your investment dollars, right? They're asking me for money. So I'm listening very carefully. Is this something that's gonna stand out? Remember the potato chip aisle? Is this gonna stand out? Is this something different? But when I hear things like, oh, this is the Uber of this, or this is the lift of that, I think to myself, this person lacks creativity. What we need in every business today, my friends, is innovation. If you're an agent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You could be running a dry cleaning service, and if you don't do something that's different, that's measurable, that's quantifiable, that you can speak volumes and tell the world about, why 
I should come to your dry cleaning service? There's a pretty good chance the only people that will are the ones that are just nearby and happen to fall on your lap. And those businesses suffer, my friend. They suffer. Number four, huge one. My wife said, honey, how about having enough capital to grow? And I would even dare say, just simply having enough capital. When you're starting a business, I wanna give you a little insight, something that I say to many of the companies that I really like and some that I've invested in. I look the owner right in the eye and say, be really clear, cash is cheap, stock is expensive. Giving up stock in your company is not always the right idea. Now you might be watching this saying, wait a minute, I'm a real estate professional, I'm in the mortgage business, nobody's investing in my business, good. But here's the flip side, if you don't have the cash to grow, if you haven't taken the time to get a line of credit or go meet with your banker or do you know, a home equity line of credit to make sure you've got the capital to hire that assistant, to bring in that engineer, to bring in that chief product officer, to bring in those salespeople, what happens is you're gonna have a very slow growth mode and if the market makes an adjustment, you could be done or worse because you didn't have the capital to grow your business, to take advantage of your position inside the market. Someone else with a few more shekels can come and take you out. Cash is king always when you're starting up a business. Number five, speaking of, right? One of the reasons I would say absolutely yes, I like the product, I like the CEO, I like everything they're about. When I hear that they've created a scalable sales process, that always piques my interest. But think about it for yourself. Look, every business is about solving problems for other people, right? But how you get out to the marketplace to let people know how you do it and the way you do it, that's how you grow your business. If you, if you owned a, a gas station, would you be open one day a week? That would seem silly, right? But if you got into your business and you weren't thinking on the forefront of your mind every single day, I need to bring new clients in. I need to get people that know me, like me, trust me, and basically give me money or give me services, right? If I'm not doing that five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day, there's a pretty good chance your business is going to suffer. So as you're watching this, do you think about how many things we've done on the Tom Ferry Show where we're talking about repeatable and scalable sales processes, and if you don't, your business gets stagnant, it doesn't grow, and you know what? Guess what it feels like now? It just feels like a grinding job seven days a week without the income that you desire, without the passion, without the fun. All right, let's look at the next one. Number six, where a lot of people struggle in the early days, the challenges that we face is they don't recognize the time commitment required. I remember when we started this company, my boys were very young at the time and I turned to my lovely wife and I said, sweetheart, you know I love you, it's gonna take me five years of six and a half to seven days a week to build this business up in a place where we're gonna feel comfortable financially. And I you know, reached out for the pinky promise, are you in? But what does that mean? That means I was getting up at 4.30 in the morning, going to the gym, I was working in the business, right? Literally from seven o'clock in the morning to sometimes seven o'clock at night, come home, you know, have dinner with the family, read some stories to my sons, and then at nine o'clock, I'd be down inside the home office working on the business, in the business for 10 to 12 hours a day, and then two to three hours of working on the business. If you're not doing that in your business, you, aren't, you don't have the right to complain. You with me? Any CEO that I'm talking to of a startup company, and a startup for me is 
anytime in the first five years of their business. If I hear that they're not spending an enormous amount of time working in the business, spending some time with their family, and then spending several hours a day working on the business, I get really nervous about my investment. I get really nervous about the future of that company. That combination and the time required, if this, by the way, a whole bunch of you are just gonna go, er, I'm pausing this, man. I have no interest in that. Tom, I want balance. I want more time off. You would not be a startup I would invest in, right? The reality is it takes 10 years to build a business. If you're really committed in doing everything it takes and you get the capital and you get the right people, right? You get the repeatable and it takes 10 years before that business is really gonna start to hum. And that is gonna require an enormous time commitment on your part. And if you can't swallow that, be okay with a small business. Be okay with the business that's probably gonna be undercapitalized and probably not gonna produce the kind of financial results that you and your family were hopeful for when you started. Number seven, you ready? I wrote down uh, having the discipline to go out and execute. Now, obviously that implies that you've got a business plan in place and I'm assuming you do, right? But one of the struggles that people face is it's so much fun to grab a napkin and say, okay, this is what we're gonna do. Man, if we just did this and this and this and this and here's the money and this is gonna be great and it's a no-brainer and it's always so much fun with a glass of wine or a cocktail and a napkin and a pen because everything seems unlimited until it's time to work. And that's the degree of separation between the good and the great right? Between the ones that are going to fail and the ones that are going to succeed, right? Going back to that time commitment. If you're not willing to put in the, you know, 10 or 12 hours a day working in the business and several hours every night working on the business or some variation of that time commitment, the odds are your business is not going to get off the ground or it's going to get stuck real fast. Number eight, you ready? One of the biggest challenges that I see in young startups and, and quite honestly, and a lot of people that come to our programs and say, you know, I want to be one of your coaching members. And that is that they make too many decisions based upon emotions. We call it a qualitative approach versus a quantitative approach. The point is simply this. In business, if you lack business intelligence, I'm not referring to IQ. I mean understanding the market and understanding the data that drives your business. If you don't have that, then every decision you're making is emotional. And last time I checked, as human beings, a little doubt of fear, a little doubt of, or a little you know, drop of uncertainty, and just like that, we're making bad decisions. We're making erratic decisions. We're throwing money at problems versus taking a step back and saying, what do the numbers show us? Hey, every time we talk to 27 people, we make a sale. Well, how many days in a row have we talked to 27 people? Gosh, we haven't done that in like three months. Matter of fact, we only talked to 27 people in the last month. Wait a minute, that's the only thing we need to focus on. Let's start talking to more people, right? Making quantitative decisions versus qualitative decisions will make your business absolutely go through the roof. And number nine, the last point I wrote down is, you've got to create a discipline and a culture of testing. So think about it. The question is, what are the biggest challenges we face in our business? How often have we seen companies that get started and they say, this is who we are, this is what we stand for, this is our mission, and then the market shifts. A disruption in the force occurs. Think about Kodak, right? The, the wonderful company, right? Photography, sold you all the products, right? All the, you know, the treatments and the paper and everything else. And, and I forget what the exact time frame was, but it was around the mid 70s when one of their engineers walked in and said, I have this really great idea. 
we're going to do digital photography. It's going to be inside this little microchip. And, you know, it was like, I want to say it was like a one meg photo. It's just like this completely pathetic piece of equipment at that time. And you know what the guys at Kodak said? What the board said? That is never going to make it. It's never going to work. How'd that work out for Kodak? You and I both know the world is speeding up really quick. And if you get too stuck in your rut, the way you've always done it, how we do it around here, you could end up like Blockbuster. Do you remember the story of Blockbuster video? Do you know that Netflix actually had an opportunity to sell to Blockbuster for a million dollars? And that deal did not go through because Blockbuster said, we already provide this service. We're not going to need another company that's slightly like ours. What did that cost the Blockbuster board? How about all the shareholders, all the people that invested that company? It went bankrupt. It's gone. Here's the point. In your business, if you want to win, there is a direct correlation to the amount of tests you're running in your business, constantly looking at A versus B. Simple examples like we send out a thousand emails, but before we hit all 1,000 emails, maybe you send 20 and 20 with just a different subject line and you track and measure which one got the better response, the better open rate, then you send the entire list, the balance of the emails. Having an A-B test on your landing pages or your website, which one produced better? The scripts that your sales team is using or the people that are meeting customers at the front door. By constantly and rigorously examining and re-examining what is working and not working in your business, you're more likely to thrive. So, I just share with you a whole bunch of information. Now the question is, what are you gonna do? What are you taking away from this? Do you have enough capital? Is your strategy right? How many people do you have inside your business? Are they just the people that you trust, but maybe they're not the right ones? Don't go fire them. Don't go back and say, honey, you're fired. That would be really bad for your relationship. But instead, how can I provide more training, more coaching, more opportunities for them to grow? Because you can never underestimate the power of trust, especially when you're starting a new business. Thanks so much for watching. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. Can't wait to read the comments and keep sending me questions on Instagram. Talk soon. Hey, I'm Tom Ferry and I want to say welcome to real estate. Now, there's a pretty good chance no one's told you there's an 87% failure rate every five years in this business and there's only two factors. Agents don't have the tools and they don't take the right action. I'm going to invite you to click the link below and get access to the tools so you can win in this business.